A breeze ruffled the neat hedges of Privet Drive, which lay silent and tidy under the inky sky. The very last place you would expect astonishing things to happen. Nearly ten years had passed, but Privet Drive had hardly changed at all. The sun rose on the same tidy front gardens and lit up the brass number four on the Dursley's front door. Hello everyone, and welcome to a brand new magical podcast, Wanderlust. And not just any podcast, this is a new Harry <laughs> Potter podcast. We are the Tour for Muggles, and we're TripAdvisor's number one Harry Potter walking tour company. Ooh, at Ooh. least in London. <laughs> we take tourists on magical journeys around London to see various fantastical sights from the wizarding world of Harry Potter. We've... Uh, built up quite the reputation, though I say it myself. Um, but we can't <laughs> walk into a guide at the moment. So instead, the plan is we are going to be tour guiding you digitally, using our expertise gleaned from our much walking around London and intensive research, we are going to be massively geeking out on every single one of the Harry Potter locations. We're going chronologically through the books starting at Privet Drive. We're going through every one of them in turn in eye-watering, beautiful detail. Uh, this means we can travel from our desks at home and you can travel in your minds. There'll be drama. There'll be excitement. There'll be maths. Sometimes. Not often. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there'll be filming facts. It'll be glorious. Let's introduce ourselves. Uh, we're, we're a crack team on this podcast. Ah! Hello, I'm Greta Granger and I'm a Hufflepuff. Hello, I'm Nicholas Longbottom and I'm a proud Ravenclaw. And I'm Alex Scamander, and I'm another Hufflepuff. And I am Will Hagrid, um, and I'm a Gryffindor, the best house. You can't see me, but I look a lot like Rubius Hagrid. Uh, the nicknames, by the way, are uh, entirely unrelated to the houses. Today, everybody, we are going to be focusing on location the first, Privet Drive, in all its not-so-glory. Um, mm. Let's get going. Well, so this is an area that I really love with filmmaking, sort of the process of the films. I'm hoping there'll be some listeners that will agree with me, um, but we'll find out. Um, just to start off with some little facts, of course it was filmed, the actual real location for the first movie was Picket Post Close, Wickfield Row, Bracknell, Berkshire. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't know whether to say the number of the house because I didn't want to necessarily encourage uh, fans who wouldn't know about it to go <laughs> to go around there. But uh, So let's just, let, I might leave it as that. What security setup do they have, Alex? <laughs> None at all. <laughs> they will now. Yeah. It's going to be a gated community in a few <laughs> We'll find out, yeah. Um, so, so originally, so they sort of picked this area. Um, well, I'll be honest, I'm going to start by saying it's not really how I imagined Privet Drive would look when I first watched this movie. I don't know how you guys sort of felt or whether you put any thought into what it should look like. Yeah, I, I imagine it older. Um, yeah, that, more exactly the 30s. same. Yeah, but we so Stuart Craig, who was the production designer of the whole series, he it, like, intentionally went for modern houses, like an identical. What I think also was quite important, but. Yeah, and obviously that's mm. what they went for, and I think they found it. But it should be said that in that area, a lot of the houses aren't actually identical. So when you see all these houses together, it's actually CGI, which I didn't realise. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. But uh, another thing I didn't realise, because I thought in the first movie they filmed 
all the exterior of Privet Drive on that location for every single scene. It turns out only some of it was actually on that location. The rest of it was in the studios, which I knew for the later movies that they filmed in the studios. Um, but I thought that was post-film one. And what's kind of also weird is that, have you guys heard of like the reasons for why they stopped filming uh, on that street? I thought it was because of residents for some reason. Right. This is yeah. what I told people, yeah. Um, but it, it sort of turns out that, well, the, the difficulty was for the crew rather than the people living there. So it was actually hard to like control owls, you know, and stuff like this in a real location. Whereas, of course, if you're in the studios, it's kind of easier, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. and in fact, there's a brilliant story where one of the d- difficulties with the owls um because they just weren't behaving properly um and fiona shaw you know as we all know played aunt petunia uh, she had this brilliant story because there were cameras near them so the owls were far more interested in these massive cameras so uh fiona shaw had to um wear these dead mice on her uh, oh. so the owls actually watched her the whole time <laughs> mother of god <laughs> yeah they'd attack surely and like <laughs> well, s- that's a scene they edited out just yeah. 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 petunia they're like oh god no oh god yeah. fiona core <laughs> that's why fiona looked really traumatized at all the puppies just yeah, there yeah. wide yeah. eyes still wearing dead mice <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so during the filming of this first movie, they actually did recreate it in the studios, um, which I know they want to do a lot more of these locations, which I'm sure I'm going to talk about later in later episodes. Um, but because they had no time with the first movie because the kids were aging, they did use a lot more real locations. And to be honest, I was a little shocked when I first read this. But then I rewatched the beginning of the first movie uh, yesterday. And mm. obviously, you know, the scene when Dumbledore arrives to Privet Drive and does the uh, put her out and Hagrid arrives on his bike. Yeah. You can clearly tell it's in the studios. And I felt like a, an idiot, sort of assuming that it was all real. <laughs> because they have this massive motorbike coming down from the ceiling of... of how would they have done that in, in, on a real street? With a crane. Magic. Well, or, or a magic, crane. Or crane. Oh, right. Okay. But well, then maybe that's just my issue. Um, but or, or a flying right. motorbike. Or a real flying... Yeah, of course. Yeah, there could have been that. So from then on, it was all in the studios, apart from the third movie. So when Harry obviously blows up his aunt, and he... Uh, which I always think is the weirdest way to phrase that, because it's not quite how it is. Um, <laughs> it sounds so much worse. He gets into arson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a quiet word to Cornelius Fudge, and it's all fine. <laughs> in, inflates her. So, inflates yeah. her. Sure, okay, sure. Oh, but that could sure, be like sure. building up her ego. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're, you're right yeah. Which Harry would definitely be doing um, Aunt Marge I'm loving the dead mouse cardigan you're wearing <laughs> <laughs> um, Pumps her up? Could you say pumps her up? Like, you know, you pump pumps up a car, car tire? I think we should move off this as quickly as possible and, uh, <laughs> so, so Harry ends up walking away from all this uh, From all the nonsense And he obviously, you know when he sits in a park When he calls for the night bus? Remember all this? Yeah and Sirius does a terrible job of just trying to approach him calmly by barking at him, because uh, <clears throat> Sirius clearly is, is I don't know, lost any sort of uh, common sense in Azkaban. Um, I always read that as, as it was a different dog, and he just mistook it as Sirius and later realised that that was just a random dog. Just a random dog? Right, <laughs> a large dog that he sees, and then later he, you know, places more significance on it because he's like, maybe that was serious. Well, I think you read wrong. This is the wonderful thing about Harry Potter. It's open to many interpretations. And I'm sure we're going to discover this a lot during this podcast. I think, Nick, prove us all wrong. Write to J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I, yeah, right. definitive answer on this. I will. 
You heard it here first, guys. I'm going to go and research. Was it actually serious or a random dog? Are you serious? Um, oh, thanks. someone has to do it. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that location actually was actually a street opposite where they filmed the studios. Um, so there actually is another real location that they filmed uh, sort of the Privet Drive area. I couldn't find specifically which one it was, but there you go. Maybe if people go and visit the studios, they can have a little few hours just walking around <laughs> the residential <laughs> area and seeing if they find the actual park. I have a random fact about Pocket Close, the house, which oh, yeah. I came across in my, my adventures researching this. Uh, apparently that when they were selling the house after they filmed Harry Potter, when they did the floor plan, they actually made it look like the Marauder's Map. Oh, that's fun. Wow. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's very that really fun. cool. Well, so I'm going to go quickly back to uh, the actual place where they filmed it on, uh, that we do know, Picket Post Close. Um, what's brilliant, so I was watching this documentary, which I highly recommend for those fans. It's on the Ultimate Harry Potter box set. And <laughs> they interview uh, Chris Columbus uh, about it. And the way he's describing it, he sort of says like how this place had to be mean, awful, and how it had to look like it would kill creativity and originality. Mm. Um, and they said, basically, that's why they decided on this street. Now, at no point did he sort of say, oh, no, but I don't, obviously, I don't mean it with this street. This street's great. He just leaves it hanging <laughs> that he's described this street as being mean, awful, kills creativity and originality. Wow. Um, which I think if I lived there, I would not be happy, mm. but I love that. Uh, I'm just going to finish off by just talking about the interior, uh, which obviously filmed at the studios. And one of the best details in it, uh, for those uh, who might want to check it out, Dudley has all these achievements around, uh, which actually aren't so impressive. So, for instance, one of them has an achievement uh, certificate for swimming a quarter of a width in a swimming pool. Uh, so, if any fans, you know, want to hmm. rewatch this scene, look out for those little details. Um but yeah, that's about it. That, I mean, I'll be honest, this is the most I've ever focused on Privet Drive in my life. You're not supposed to. Well, no, it's the place you escape from, Exactly isn't it? that, it's, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to make you look away. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Do they have a blue, like, plaque or anything on the on the house? I like, can't imagine Harry they Potter. would want to encourage it, would they? Uh, well, yeah. I suppose. Would they? I mean, It I did very well when they sold it after. It sold for about £200,000 above the asking price there. Wow. Yeah, because of obviously people were so keen to own the Harry Potter house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's fans that actually bought the house? Well, surely you must be. Or yeah. someone's a really clever money-making businessman who's probably charging people to come and look. To be fair, it's a very well-built house. Um, <laughs> Structurally sound, you might say. Well, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, whether it's my turn or not, this seems like the perfect opportunity nice to tell you about. The kind of house it is. Oh, thank uh, you. It is a <laughs> suburban three-bedroom cul-de-sac house. So uh, there are five common types of brick. Uh, there's <laughs> the common burnt clay brick, and this is used in general work. Um, there's the sand lime bricks, which uh -huh. offer ex excellent strength. Um, there's the engineering bricks, excellent load-bearing <laughs> capacity. Can I just thank and you, then, Nick? Because uh, I was a little worried that well, I, my information is going to be a bit dry and boring. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, I, can you leave your criticism until I finish the list of bricks? I was trying the to. Final, the final I don't, I don't know what you mean, Alex. I can feel the subscribers just joining <laughs> every word he says. <laughs> yeah. If you've just started listening, people, I am describing types of brick. The final one In is a Harry the fly ash. The, this is actually the most interesting brick, so oh, right, if you sorry. could wind your neck in, the fly ash clay bricks, which may expand when they come into contract with moisture. 
which made me wonder about the moisture levels in Harry's cupboard. <laughs> into- yeah. I'm sorry, did you say into contract with moisture? No, like contact, like they just don't respond oh, well to moisture. I thought you sat them down and they had some sort of notary there that was planning. <laughs> I didn't interview the bricks personally. <laughs> it sounds like you I, did, Nick. I'm surprised you didn't, because that detail, I my God. Whole- <laughs> well, actually, Nick, you have left out one crucial thing. Yes. Um, what kind of brick run is it? Interesting. Um, <laughs> brick run. Remind me what a brick run is. Uh, how, <laughs> how the bricks are laid out. Um, I ask purely because I happen to know that it is the American brick run. Um, really? Did you I, touch on bricks as well? Uh, no, no, I knew that anyway. Um, <laughs> Good God. Wow. Just... Um, this knowledge has served me only once before in a pub quiz setting, and now there's there's a couple of kinds of brick run, actually. There's the American. Um, that's what Privet <laughs> Drive is. It's one of the more modern ones. Um, but how do you know? How do you know that's for Privet Drive? Oh, uh, well, the film location. I, oh, okay. uh, JK goes into no detail about what brick run is used in the book. So, Which yeah. is an oversight, to be fair. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, honestly, she focused far too much on the magic in those stories. I, write more about the bricks, please, JK. Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Give yeah. the people what they want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter and the stable brick. And the philosopher's brick. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a podcast name right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most exciting brick run um, is... <laughs> I forget which one it's called, but it, it, it's got... It goes big brick, little brick. Big brick. Box. <laughs> oh, no, that's... <laughs> that would be quite the inefficient house. Yeah. That would be damp like anything. <laughs> I challenge listeners to build a house from big bricks, little bricks, and cardboard boxes. Yeah, and take That's photos of it and send it to Tor for Muggles at Tor for Muggles on Twitter. Please, please do, please. Better yet, build us a house because we're all yeah. out of work. So we won't oh, be turning be our nose up. I'd quite happily live in a house made of big bricks, little bricks, and cardboard boxes for a little while, just to see. Anyway, back to you, Will. Uh, well, so the the history of suburbia, especially in the arts, um, of which you know the Harry Potter books are a part, is the the history of people hating it. Right. Do you guys know "Come Friendly Bombs," the John Betjeman poem? Yeah, very good. Oh yes, on Slough. Yes. Yeah, it's well good. So yeah, uh, John Betjeman. Um, his statue is up in St Pancras Station, which of course is um, Sir, doubles up as King's Cross stupidly in um, uh, various of the films. We'll talk about that in other episodes. Um, he wrote this awesome poem called uh, Come Friendly Bombs about how awful suburbia is. I have it here. It goes... Oh, poem. You're prepared. Come. (laughs) This might be a regular bit. Will reads a poem. I'm going to write a poem before you've finished and do it as well. (laughs) Come, friendly bombs, and fall on slough. It isn't fit for humans now. There isn't grass to graze a cow. Swarm over death. This bit's about... um, Uncle Vernon, and get that man with double chin, who'll always cheat and always win, who washes his repulsive skin in woman's tears, out peroxide hair, and dry it in synthetic air, and paint their nails. Come, friendly bombs, and fall on slough. Yeah, that can be edited down. Um, so, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say as well, for any listeners who, who might not recognise it, or might slightly recognise it, uh, David Brent reads a bit of it in the office, in the UK office and complains about yes. it because obviously the office in Slough. Of course, yeah. yeah. In Slough's defence, 
They've got a great ice rink, so you know it's not. <laughs> it's not all bad. <laughs> no, it, it, that's fair. Um, so yeah, um, there's also this uh, other parallel vein of, of fiction, uh, of which Harry Potter is very much a part, where the inherent dullness of suburbia makes it a jumping-off point for weird, cool, fantastical things. Like Edward Scissorhands, uh, or the entire works of C.S. Lewis, or E. Nesbitt, who of course was J.K. Rowling's favourite childhood author, uh, or Sabrina the Teenage right. Witch, which uh, came into being a year before Harry Potter, ludicrously. Now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally, something something I can get on board with. <laughs> or uh, or Time Bandits, actually. Everyone, anyone remember Time Bandits? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess where that was shot? Slough? No! <laughs> Measden! No. <laughs> no, Bracknell. It was shot in Bracknell. Oh. oh. Well, and, well, well. And guess who's in it? You? Me! No, ah. no I wasn't born. Um, no, but um, half the cast of Harry Potter, actually. Um, okay. I, I say that. It's a very long film series. but um, Anne Rickman? Uh, no, not no. Oddly, not Alan. Uh, I mean, we we could oh. be here all day. Um, <laughs> Richard Harris. Let's pick an actor uh, no, one no, by one. Again, Maggie no. Smith. Uh, <laughs> this is the podcast now. Alas, <laughs> so no. Um, <laughs> but John Cleese is in it. Um, okay, yeah. Derek Deadman's in it. The original Tom the Barman. Um, That's uh, tenuous. I saw a I saw an interview with John Cleese saying he really didn't enjoy his time filming Harry Potter. He said it was one of the worst uh, periods of his life. Wow. Interesting. To be honest, why would he? He's he has to, he would have had to separately the whole time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and he had to fly. Because, that must be hard. He had to fly. Yeah. yeah. And pull his head off. I <laughs> well, mean, not quite off. Yeah. Sorry, we're going off topic. Oh a no, bit. that's that's quite right. I was just list, listing names. Um, I'm gonna continue. Yeah. Was this all um, part of your research? <laughs> or are you just riffing? <laughs> Did you just copy and paste an enormous list of names? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also uh, Mike Edmonds who's several of the goblins in Harry Potter and even more excitingly oh. little Ron from Maid Marian and her Merry Men oh, oh yeah now that is a classic amazing yeah and, wow. hey do you know what else was filmed in Bracknell this is always a trick question so <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I really want to guess something but I, I honestly don't know Harry Potter no um, we, we knew that uh, no it was wow. um Pie in the Sky. Do you remember that? Uh, detective with series. Richard with Richard Griffiths, who's then uncle. Yeah. Oh, it, nice. Wheels within wheels. Right. It's God. like poetry. Come, yeah. friendly bombs, and fall on slow. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, wow. But it's great, because obviously, with I think it's so great in fantasy to have these domestic settings, because it always makes you feel, obviously, the, for the reader or the watcher, when you are in a domestic setting, you're like, maybe it could happen to me. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the amount of times I waited for my Hogwarts letter, honest to God, or the TARDIS to appear on my street. You didn't you know, get one? A TARDIS? No. no. You didn't get your own TARDIS? <laughs> I, I didn't get a letter, I didn't get a TARDIS, I got nothing. One day, I, I shall come back. Um, yeah, because I always think the, the best Lord of the Rings film is the first one, where they're in the little like domestic environment of the show. Mm, and before it. everything really kicks off, like it's it's the, That's the best bit of the when film. the supernatural mm. slowly starts creeping into the normal, where it's uh, yeah. most mm. effective, I think. It's yeah. um, stage one on the hero's journey, which most film mm. uh, screenplays use. Uh, yeah, all yeah, screenwriters yeah. own that book. Um, yeah, you you start off in the the little domestic place. You can talk about Dursley as well, Nick. Did you mention? 
Yes, welcome to Things to Do in Dursley. Um, so, you know, J.K. Rowling famously said Dursley was a very boring town. Uh, I didn't take this analysis of Dursley at face value uh, and sought to discover if it really was as dull as she claimed. Um, so I've researched Dursley, and I've also done it, rather entertainingly, with a view to entertaining us specifically in mind. So if we were to have a day out in Dursley, uh, which is a market town in southern Gloucestershire, for those of you that don't know, there is Uli Long Barrow, which might be how you pronounce it, which is a big hill. Um, and that sort of is relatively near the town. Um, presumably, Nick, isn't that also a burial place? Yes. If it's a Long Barrow. I'm going to say yes. There's also Uli, <laughs> Uli Berry Iron Age Hill Fort, which is reasonably near it. Um, which, from the onset, just looks relatively similar to the Long Barrow. It's kind of a big hill. There's also a cinema, which is more than my wow. hometown has. There's a bookshop. So, uh, you know, there's various book. Oh, it's closed. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> if you're just not so great now, I'm so isn't sorry it? for your loss. Well, apparently it's now closed. <laughs> no, it's just derailed everything. I've t- I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, <laughs> Very interesting that there's an Iron Age hill fort, um, because yes. there's also an Iron Age hill fort in Bracknell. Is there? Oh yeah. my lord. Turns out, J.K. Rowling just hates Iron Age hill forts. <laughs> What's your beef with Iron Age hill forts? Bracknell. Oh, they're just awful. Mm. Oh, those stupid Iron Age people defending stuff. Are you being J.K. Rowling now, are you? <laughs> Who would have thought on our very first podcast we've actually got J.K. Rowling? <laughs> if, if you're not a fan of them, J.K., there's a bike shop, a card shop. There's actually a number of bookshops suggesting a richness and depth of culture in Dursley that I hadn't anticipated. Um, but this is interesting for you, Greta. Oh, by the way, the weather in Dursley today is 13 degrees and slightly cloudy. Mm. I did enjoy uh, that. Thank you. Oh, no, that, that, one, that one wasn't for you. That was a tangent. Um, there is, relatively near Dursley, about an 18-minute drive, the Purton Hulks or Purton Ships Graveyard. <gasps> yeah, I know. It's a number of abandoned boats and ships deliberately beached beside the River Severn near Purton and in Gloucester, England, to reinforce the riverbanks. Most were beached in the 1950s and are now in a state of considerable decay. The site forms the largest ship graveyard in mainland Britain. That's awesome. Oh, that is cool. Because uh, for those of you that don't know, Greta is a big fan. Well, Greta, you've explained why this is good for you. I, uh, I really love shipwrecks. That's my kind of, that's my thing. That's my USP as a person. So that is very <laughs> interesting. It's my, everything about me summed up in one yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah, that does sound really interesting. So they were purposely scuttled there, you say? As a- yeah. There was this a riverbank just... collapse in 1909. led oh. to uh, concerns at the barrier between the river and Gloucester and Sharpness Canal would be breached. And so all these vessels were kind of pulled up and like laid along the bank to sort of stop the uh, the flood. So you can see pictures of it and it's like all these desiccated old ships sprawled along the shore. It's very cool. Wow. Hang on, yeah, is, is, Dursley, is Dursley near Sharpness? Yeah. I've been to this graveyard. I've, I've been Have to you? the ship graveyard. Yeah, wow. it's awesome. It's so mournful. Guys. Oh, it's great. We should go. First of all, we should do this. Uh, secondly, it did prompt the question of, because you know how Vernon is suddenly like, oh, we should go and stay on this island. I won't talk about the island now because I've done research on that as well. But um, yeah. uh, basically, he is like, 
immediately like, oh, we'll go out to this little island at sea and he's got this little boat. Well, he goes and buys a little boat. Mm. But maybe mm. his love and interest of boats came from the Purton Hulks of Purton Ships Graveyard, which is a small 18-minute oh, drive. Well, I know. Mm. Who knew the Dursleys were so Ooh, They have such depth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should be called the Deathsleys. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually one of those things. I was like, I would actually be quite tempted to visit Dursley and its environs now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. ships. Well, well, uh, well ta- speaking of travel, I'm just going to then segue into my little game that I've created for you guys. Wow, these Ooh, segues are good. So this, as I mentioned, this is called uh, Potter or Notter. So how this works is I'm going to put some rumoured locations in front of you. So this is either a location that has allegedly inspired JK for the books or a supposed location where they actually filmed. And so we're going to decide if they are legit, so Potter, or a Roman emperor, big thumbs down, i.e. Notter. <laughs> so kicking off with the first one, this is actually from the New York Times. And um, we're going to share this on our social media link so people can read it for themselves. So imagine, guys, you live in a sleepy little 1970s suburb, or all the new words we've learned today, called (laughs) Kidlington in Oxfordshire. Now, this is just an ordinary day, and then suddenly a giant bus stops in your street, and disembarking are just a bunch of international tourists who then proceed to take selfies and Snapchat, or, you know, however people documented their lives in 2016. And this actually happened to residents in Kidlington, apparently. It was because a road tour operator had told them that was where four privet drive was filmed. Oh, even, wow. though, even though there apparently there's no connection to Harry Potter and that street whatsoever. It was just completely made up. Well, I, I might pull a will and uh, slightly disprove that a little bit because, well, because it was, it, there was, that whole thing was true that uh, these uh, tourists were going to this street and, but it was merely a theory that, that they were told that's where they filmed Privet Drive. Apparently the truth of it was, is that, um, so I think they're from China, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, it was just so the, the the tour operator just it was just to show them a suburban, a British suburb, like residential area. That's what they were told, and because it's so unusual for them, that was what was interesting. It wasn't because they were lied to. I don't think, but yeah, oh, apparently wow. it wasn't actually. Yeah. Uh, sorry to start. Well, that just shoots down my story, then, isn't it? Well, <laughs> so that's the end I of mean, the day. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a major faux pas about types of bricks, so we've all learned something new. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine, Alex, since you've just proven that. I'm sorry. That I'm so sorry. I'm gonna... It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> but, but can we just focus on the fact that isn't it quite weird that they just were wanted to see housing? Well, yeah. Well, isn't that strange? Well, they they interesting? Mean, like modern houses. I mean, modern-ish, I guess, 70s, like you said, right? Yeah. 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 Does, that, have we, does that mean we've won the game? Yeah, that, well, well, Alex, I think, <laughs> officially I, has won the game there by I, coming I in and usurping me <laughs> of my position. What's the question? How <laughs> yeah, do we sorry, win yeah. the game? Well, let's pretend I didn't say it. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Hermione. Guys, no, let's guys, pretend. It's too early to fall out on the podcast, guys. It's episode one. <laughs> <laughs> but I genuinely want to know what, what the game was. Well, so, well, then, so that one we kind of knew already. So that was already a notter. But the next one That's I have, it okay. is a bit more of a, this could be a Potter or a notter. But the second one is a Privet Drive book inspiration. Now, a lot of people know that J.K. Rowling used to live in Winterbourne in Bristol when she was a child. And fun fact, guys, did you know that she went to a school where apparently the headmaster was called Alfred Dunn? No! Yeah. Oh, you, interesting um, initial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's fun. Sounds very familiar. Ooh. And mm. according to a book called J.K. Rowling, A Biography, which is a straight, straightforward <laughs> title, and I like that, 
Um, she, <laughs> she used to live in a place called Nichols Lane, which if you just do like a Google Street View, or if you just look at the some of the three to four bed properties there, you could. there's such a strong private drive resemblance. It's absolutely uncanny. It's incredible. Mm. And I'm going to send okay. you lads a photo, if I can, through the old technology um, uh, of one of the houses there. And you just tell me that this isn't a private drive house that we can all see there. Um, Maybe there should be a third option in the game called Rotter when it's someone like me ruins the actual round. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, you are officially yeah. the rotter of the week. So that's oh. the house that's come up there. So that okay. just on Nichols Lane, which looks really Privet Drive esque, I think. Oh, doesn't it? That's much more how yeah. I imagined it. Yeah, right, exactly. And yeah. strong brickwork there as well, which I know Nick would appreciate. <laughs> I'm having a whale of a time looking at this <laughs> house. What kind of bricks are those, Nick? Can you zoom tell? in on these bricks? What, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, my professional opinion, they're probably common burnt clay bricks. That does sound legit. Very common. Yeah. Very common. So it looks very similar. And also when she lived on the street, she lived down the road from a young girl whose surname was Potter. So it all seems pretty legit. And there was a massive wow. snake under the house. <laughs> 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 so what do we think of that one, guys? Do we think that's a Potter or a Notter? Uh, I think that's a... I think that is. Yeah, I I'm going to say too. a Potter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Official verdict is uh, is a Potter. So there you go. That's uh, that's the game for for this week. Oh, nice. So that was a good game. Did we? Is it a collaborative game, or did one of us win? Alex didn't win because he ruined it. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Alex, you're going to be gunged the next one. Oh because... yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure we can live stream that to some people. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah I've got so, the bucket ready. So Nick and Will, you are official winners of Potter. God damn it! Hell yeah! What the hell, apparently cold hard facts aren't uh, awarded anymore. No place or time for cold hard facts here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that kind of podcast. You want facts that may or may not be true? Listen to this podcast. <laughs> this is speculation and dribble <laughs> in this part. <laughs> I also did write a poem. When did you? you were, oh, yes. did you? Oh, go on. Oh, no. I tell you what, I'll do the outro and then finish us off on the poem. It'll be really evocative. I think that's a good idea. Um, that's a great idea. Do you oh, have I any more have a, I have facts, a fact. Greta? <laughs> oh, yeah, go on. I do. Again, just going to seamlessly segue in here. Just elbow my way in. Um, so, random fact for you guys as well. Apparently, you there are multiple, and yes, multiple, different videos on YouTube that can teach you how to build for Privet Drive on The Sims. Oh, which, that's fun. Which I don't know if anyone's been playing The Sims recently in quarantine. I know I have. Uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> right. But I might start now. Now's the time. What oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's what? like Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft you can build. Someone's built Hogwarts in Minecraft. And... Mm. Yeah. Do the outro. Oh, do the outro. Do the outro, Will. For goodness sake. <laughs> Take it away, Will. No, I want us to stay here forever. Um... Right. All right, dearest witches and wizards and muggles and muppets and squibs and everyone in between. Not the house elves, though. You should be working. Thanks for listening <laughs> to our incredible oh, podcast of Wonderlust. Uh, hope you enjoyed exploring with us. And if you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud or any of the other places we may mystically appear. Do follow us on the social media as well. We're Tour for Muggles on Twitter, all one word with the, the relevant capital letters, uh, and on Facebook and on Instagram. So uh, you can catch up with us next time as we go uh, to a trip to the zoo. Something tells me it's all happening at the zoo. I do believe it. 
I do believe it's true. We've got a special guest as well. It's very exciting. Um, see you at the zoo, everyone. There'll be animals there. Mischief managed. We leave you with a wondrous poem. This is a poem called Bricks. <laughs> bricks, bricks, bricks. Oh, kindly brick. You are so thick. You keep up the roof and walls as well and keep us dry. Oh my, oh my. I love you, brick. Kindly brick. Keep us safe. That's the end. Well. On that bombshell. <laughs> well, goodbye, everyone. Yes, um, goodbye. 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 We you with your tears. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Farewell. Goodbye. I mean, that's it, isn't it? Surely. Surely, that's, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs>